Well, good morning and welcome back to Vikings territory, Vikings fans. I, I I think there I can say Vikings fans plural. I think there may be a couple left out there listening after that that game. But uh, um, back here at Vikings territory breakdown with my good friend Mark Craig, who's the longtime Viking reporter for the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com and uh, NFL Insider. So he's back with us. Mark, how you doing? Doing well. Hurting from the Packers pick, I think. Uh, can I, is it too late to say that I'm not going to pick them for the, to win the Super Bowl? No, it's, it is it is too late, and it's too early to bring that up because we're going to talk about ah. that a little bit later. Yes, that. Uh, thank you for doing that because that's, that's going to be good for our broadcast. Um, I uh, I just did want to say that last week when we, when we brought back Vikings territory and Mike Waldem was our producer. You can't see him, but he's behind the scenes. He, we had some, uh, he told me of some sound problems. So I, I went and got a, a new microphone for for this just to, to make the sound better. And I, and I tell you, it's... Uh, it's it's quite it's 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 the newest member to our thing, you know. I mean, I I I I, I think it will sound better going forward. And I said it kind of it kind of looks like Darth Vader, you know. It's like I Luke, I am your phallus. I mean, your father. Um. So I uh, that's that's my segue into starting off the next thing. We should talk about the Vikings. Uh, performance which was kind of flaccid don't you think mark uh, go ahead and um well whenever you have a false start before your first year your before your first play of uh of the season it, it's rough uh I actually went back and looked at it and it, this morning uh and just it's almost amazing that they were in that they were even in that game at the end just how poorly they played that first half just how overmatched the offensive line was and frankly if zach taylor doesn't make that boneheaded decision to go for it on fourth down in his own 30 in the th late in the third quarter the Vikings don't get back in that game I think I think it was a uh, it's uh you know sound the alarms I mean this was a uh, they got manhandled up front uh, and obviously the mistakes 10 penalties in the first half it's uh it was really really a very very poor opening by the Vikings 17 penalties in the game 12 were called for 116 yards um they were on you know in the first half they were heading towards uh, record territory and all i can think of was uh, vince lombardi in that great scene what the hell's going on out there i mean you know and, and zimmer didn't throw it on the sidelines i mean he <laughs> kind of kept his composure i'm sure he was roiling inside but it was uh it was his head scratching and uh Poor performance, you know, right out of the gate. Uh, there's been all kinds of back and forth about should the, you know, Vikings have played more in the preseason, and is this the coach's fault because they're not prepared? Um, what do you make of that? What 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 happened to have such an, uh, an epic meltdown by the the team right out of the gate here? Well, the five false starts are is just boneheaded play. I mean, that's just boneheaded mistakes that are you should not have that. I mean, they prepare for the noise. The six holding calls, five of which were accepted, were not. I mean, it's just a, it's a matter of five guys, well, four guys at least being completely overmatched, unable to block a better, better athletes, stronger, faster athletes, quicker athletes, and they got overwhelmed. And you know, they so they're holding as they're getting knocked over, and uh, it was just a you know, uh, Rashad Hill, as we expected, got overwhelmed, overmatched. 
Cleveland had probably his worst game I think I've seen him play. Garrett Bradbury continues to get pushed over and back into his quarterback. Udo was overmatched. He had uh, he had a holding penalty, an unnecessary roughness penalty, which uh, at, at some point it was like it was kind of nice to see him fight back a little. You know, he had a late hit on the guy on the ground. But uh, those holding penalties are just the fact that they, they the offensive line is just flat out not good enough right now. It, and and that's that's the key concern for me. I mean, there's help on the way, I guess, with Derisaw and 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 Wyatt uh, still maybe not you know, you know ready to. Well, Derisaw is injured, and uh, Wyatt Davis not yet uh, ready to crack into the lineup. Do you see this offensive line improving? Do you see any help coming in? I mean, wh- where do we where do the Vikings go from here? Because that if this is uh, going to be a repeat. We'll talk about the Cardinals later, but boy, Chandler Jones is going to have a feast next weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, there's help on the way, but we don't know when it is. I mean, Derisaw just started doing individual drills last Wednesday. Uh, it's a long way from individual drills, especially when you didn't have an offseason, to stepping in and starting the NFL. And once he steps in and starts in the NFL, he's not going to be a, you know, a dominant left tackle right away. So, Helps on the way. They they made the draft pick. He's apparently a good player, but it's going to mark is with Derisaw. We're going to have to wait till he's healthy to get him back out there. But uh, what 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 about Wyatt Davis? What what do you see happening with him this year? I mean, personally, I think Wyatt Davis is a guy you think of for 2022, uh, kind of a red shirt year. I think if capable of doing it, he would have already done it by now. And so that's my you know, I, I I just can't see him switching right guard uh, to a third round draft pick in, in the middle of the season that, that didn't didn't show himself in the in the, in the summer. So uh, that's just my opinion on, on on Wyatt. I think it'll be a good player, but it's we're looking at next year for him. Boy, there's just no no luck with this offensive line for this team. It's just, it's it's difficult to you know probably the one person more disappointed in me is old Kirk Cousins, but we'll talk about him later. Uh, what about the defense? You know, we spent a lot of time in the offseason you know, rebuilding this defense. And, and we're, I think, plenty of Vikings fans were excited for it to see it come in, especially the defensive line. But, uh, you know, they, they they weren't so hot the entire game. They started out strong in the first half, but then then uh, it seemed as though Cincinnati figured them out a little bit, started moving the ball, and they started running the ball uh, with, with, with Mixon. So uh, defense did have five sacks, but I was hoping for a little bit more. What about you? Well, I, I was very impressed by them in the first half. The first – 28 minutes of the first half. Uh, I thought they played well. I thought, you know, I thought they did uh, the defensive line. I thought they stopped the run pretty well, you know, for that first 28 minutes. Uh, things. One, they wore out. It was 90 degrees, high 80s. Um, guys haven't played in the preseason. I know Tony Dungy, uh, who I tremendously, everyone respects Tony Dungy, said the, the coaches are going to have to start thinking about playing guys more in the preseason to, to try and put a team together so you're not making penalties, so you're, you're ready, to, ready to play a game. Um, they, they, they got tired in the second half. Uh, there was a, and I wrote about this in the Star Tribune, is a, I thought they lost control of the game. There were two 36-second stretches at the end of, and inside of uh, two minutes where uh, the Bengals score a uh, touchdown to tie it up 7-7. The Vikings respond with a, a three and out that took 30, 36 seconds off the clock, and, one of, and, uh, and Hill had a holding penalty in there, so they punt it right back. The Bengals get the ball. Defense comes back out on the field, and they score a 50-yard touchdown. It takes 30 uh, pass. It takes 36 seconds to do that. So there's two 36-second swings there where 
offense, you know, does what it does. It has these, they're a good offense, but they just have these three and outs that with, with mistakes and, and Kirk and the offensive line. And then the defense is right back out there and the defense can't hold them. So I saw it as two different games. I saw that I liked the defense in the first half. And I, th I just think they got worn out in the second half. Uh, if that continues, I don't think it'll continue to that extent because they'll be back in football shape. Yeah. I, you know, as far as the, the linebackers in the secondary uh, to put them together, I, you know, they're missing bar, but I thought uh, Vigil stepped up. Nick Vigil stepped up and had, what, uh, 10 tackles, eight of them solo and one sack. And and you have Eric Kendricks, who's apparently the leading tackler in the league right now with 15. So they did their job. But the sec secondary was kind of hit and miss back there with the new the new secondary. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I like I like what Peterson did. I don't I you know they picked on Breland, so Peterson wasn't um, had didn't have any opportunities as Breland. Uh, you know, Breland got caught uh, sitting on a short route on that fifty yard touchdown pass. Uh, he had the had he had the penalty, the pass interference penalty at the goal line, but a lot of that had to do with with uh, Michael Pierce jumping offside and they get a free play. It's hard to be you know it's hard to play defense in that situation, but. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, he had kind of an up and down game too. He had some nice run stops early on. Um, uh, Xavier Woods had a really nice hit to dislodge a ball in a key situation in the first half. Um, but yeah, it was uneven, like a, like a lot of things that uneven play. Um, and when you lose to the Bengals, it's going to be uneven to, to below even play. Well, uh, jumping to the offense real quick, uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, saw a bit of double coverage, and which made uh, and Thielen made him pay for that. Um, but Jefferson's going to have to get used to that. He's going to see a lot of that, don't you think, this season? Would that be correct? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, great players, uh, but I think it helps. Uh, you know, Thielen had a, you know a good game. Um, so you know, it's uh, people want their fantasy numbers and everything, and I'm sure want their numbers. But uh, if it can work to where Thielen gets, you know, someone else picks up the slack, then that's a good thing. Yeah, Delvin Cook, who had 100 yards all-purpose. Unfortunately, that's that's not enough to get it done. You've got to – I mean, he looked fresh. He looked good and ready to roll as far as I can tell. But uh, there wasn't much room for him to run, and he couldn't get to that second level enough, I thought. Well, they, you know, they were in such poor uh, down-and-distance situations that Delvin was taken out of the game – uh, the few times they did run, they run it right into the the heart of the the, the between the tackles. Uh, his best run was when the the first uh, second quarter, I believe, where they get him to the outside. He had a 17 yard run. He looked like Dalvin. I mean, he was moving and just he was primed, ready to go. Uh, that's a guy that doesn't need to play in the preseason. You keep him out because the running backs can just step in and be like that. I think. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously the the fumble. Um, that's you know, frankly, it wasn't a fumble. I mean, I, I, I don't always agree with Vikings fans when it comes to, uh, you know, getting screwed. But I think in this situation, that, that's a, that's a pen, that's a, that's a fumble that just wasn't a fumble. Right. Uh, but it should have been overturned. I think it should have been. And it, well, my, my problem was it was. I thought I heard that there was a referee that was right on top of it who called the play down, and another guy came out 
came in from the uh, a little further away and called it a, a fumble. And he probably didn't have any better view of it than we did with those replay cameras. You know, it's so that's a little frustrating because, you know, even in not talking about reviews, and you also go back to the Justin Jefferson touchdown, which uh, was reviewed. And and I my complaint about that one is they don't have the the goal line shot. On some of their games, the, the camera—they're just not bringing all those cameras to the to the stadium. If you're if you're not, you know, the Packers or you're not, you know, uh, the the Bucks or whatever, and that, that's that because that to me was clearly a touchdown, no matter where you look at it. But the biggest issue with it was that uh, had to do with Zimmer challenging that ruling. And for me, um, you know, I he challenged it he lost the challenge and he also lost the timeout which was probably going to be crucial to to going going forward or it seems so at that time but to me the choice you got to make it it was close enough that it looked like it was a touchdown and if, if first and goal at the one you could you're going to take time off the clock and you might even if if you don't get in for a couple downs you might you know have to use that uh, timeout anyway so for me, it was close enough you, you, to 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 take the risk and and challenge that. I, I you know, we go if if you sh of course Dalvin went in, you know, one play later, easy as heck. But that doesn't always happen for the Vikings. And if you watched the game last night on Monday Night Football, it, fourth and one turned into fourth and or fourth and uh, first and goal on the one turned into first down the sixth, and and anything can happen. So I I, I have no problem with him challenging that. Well. Yeah, and you got to sort of look at how the game went. Um, you know, Zimmer, Zimmer, this is an offense that had five, at that point, had five false starts and six, you know, That's you know falls. And so, yeah, uh, you almost, you're, you are almost thinking as a coach at the inch yard line, it could very, I mean, the way they were going, their average third down, I think in the first half was third and 21. So you're, you're probably thinking you're going backwards. So, yeah, I, I would challenge it. I mean, the way it turns out. Is Dalvin scores easily on the next play? You don't need the you don't need that timeout to get back down the field um, to to kick that that field goal. So yeah, I mean, uh, hard to fault him in that. I, I suppose yeah. a few things that did go right in the game, like AJ Osborne seven for seventy six and some good catches. I mean, uh, particularly that uh, that that grab on third and twenty four that 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 kind of got the Vikings back in the game. Um, the, no, the, particularly the fourth and four, where Kirk throws the bullet and the guy makes he, he lays out for him, makes that catch for the yeah. six yard gain. That's uh, you know if they don't if they lose an over they lose in regulation if if he doesn't make that catch. Is he cemented as wide receiver three after that, or has he got to be? He's got to be more you know going up with that week to week. I'm well, it doesn't that certainly doesn't hurt you when you can make something like catch like that and. Uh, you know, the third and 24 was uh, a lot of that was Eli, Eli Apple missing a tackle, but uh, was, you know, the, you know, he did have a nice run, but um, sure. Yeah. I mean, and then DD Westbrook uh, is your fourth guy. And if he, he improves, it's uh, it's nice to see someone because for two years, you know, kind of waiting for a third guy to, to, to make a, you know, turn some heads and, and they really, you know, occasionally with BB and, uh, and BC Johnson, but uh, yeah, if he, if he can do that, uh, that's, That'd be a big help. How about the special teams? It was all set up for this uh, classic, uh, you know, Zimmer goes back to to uh, uh, Cincinnati where he used to coach. He's got a kicker that's got tied up in regulation to send him in overtime, and they're, they're moving in for the, 
the winning field goal. And this is so antithetical to anything Zimmer's ever had with 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 uh, kicking games since he's been here. It was like, is this really happening? Is this bizarre world? I, I was just chuckling at, at the scenario, and then then the fumble happened. But in general, the the special teams had a good had a good game. I thought I thought they played outstanding. I mean, uh, the punter uh, there was one. You know, Kirk did. Uh, there was time where you know Kirk obviously checks down and. And a lot, and, and and was holding the ball a little bit too long. The, the sack that was right at his goal line, I thought he held the ball on too too long. The the interior pass protection was terrible, but he held the ball too long, got sacked. So the punter has now got about a you know a short snap. He's got his feet on the end line, and he launches a I don't know a 49, 50 some yard punt to where they get the ball at their own forty nine yard line and have to punt the ball back. So. Um, that's a tremendous turn, you know, turning the uh, uh, the field there. Uh, in overtime, he had a 63 yarder that gets fair caught. I mean, how many 63 yarders get fair caught? I don't know that <laughs> stat to look up. And they get the ball at the 10 yard line. So I thought the punter was tremendous. I thought the kicker couldn't have been any better. I mean, uh, like you said, it's ironic that it gets overshadowed that a, that a, a journeyman kicker that we're all kind of questioning makes a 53-yarder to tie it to go into overtime, and then you have a winnable overtime. Uh, and then the coverage, uh, you know, Harrison Hand tackle at the 16-yard line, I believe. Um, you know, uh, the, the only probably the only ding I'd give him is Smith-Marset getting a little impatient. Uh, he only had one chance to return a kickoff five yards deep in his, his end zone and only gets back to the 11 or whatever it was, or 16. Uh, so that'd probably be the only thing. I think that special teams compared to last year was tremendous in that game. Uh, you're, I would agree with you. Uh, you mentioned Cousins, and, you know, I got him in the category of some things that went right. And, and, and his numbers ultimately looked pretty good, like last year, without a win. That often happens. But I, I think he was doomed by some of the passes he missed early. He 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 threw some behind receivers. He uh, misfired on a couple others. Uh, there were the, the moments when he didn't get the ball out quick enough. And there was a lot of checkdowns, so I, it was a pretty good performance overall. Because the way he raced this team back in, in the second half, you know, when, when they got new life, I I, I got to give him credit for that. The fumble is not his fault. It's like uh, Jerry Burns saying about Schnellkrieg, that, that, that's not that's not Cousins' fault, you know. Uh, but uh, overall, you know, we got we got to have better. We got to have a quarterback that that starts right out of the gate and starts putting, you know, turn the put the pressure on the other team on the defense right out of the gate with some scores and then and then keep going not just you know slowly get into it and then have to rush to the end and hope you can win we've seen it too many times i think yeah i mean what you have right now is a quarterback that doesn't trust his offensive line and i can't say i don't blame him um he looks skittish he looks almost a little nervous before the snap um he's and I, I get, you get a little tired of seeing that where he rolls to the left where you have that uncovered guy, and the uncovered guy is in his face immediately all the time. That's a play that just doesn't seem to work. I would move on from that play. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he missed Jefferson on a pass over the middle. It was high. It was kind of like – and Jefferson, I think, did a good job not showing his emotions on for the for the cameras. But um, I, thought, I thought there was – you know, his, Kirk's best play was – um, when he wasn't, you know, he, the when they're driving for the game tying field goal, he gets hit on a on a guy up the middle, and he connects with Conklin going down the middle of the field for a big gain. Now that to me was do that, you, can, you know, that's a step up. 
Um, there's just too many of the, you know, an offensive line is, is a problem. But there's too many times where, you know, you look at it and you go, it's a three and out. And it's like, well, you feel like Kirk could have done more. But um, I really like that play to Conklin over the middle. Um, those are the kind of plays that he should be making whenever they need him to make. And he made it in that situation. Yeah, that that one really kind of ignited the the must have ignited the sidelines is and I know it ignited the fan base. I was pretty excited after that. All of a sudden, the bikes got a chance here and, and they right. can get this done. So that because that was up to that point. It's up to that point. It's just you know hope you know dinking at the, the, the Dalvin and he goes the distance. Well, at some point, the quarterback's got to make the play. Yeah, and he did. It, it was nice to see. You got to see more of that, though, because that's that's how you win ball games in this league. You know, look around. There's got quarterbacks that are just they're taking their shots, they're, they're taking hits, and they're and they're making big plays under a lot of pressure. And you know, it, how many games? It, it's remarkable about this league that they are one in the last. You know, you have blowouts certainly, Packers, but uh, there there's how many. Uh, um, games that just come down to this. And we saw it last night, so you got to make those plays. Well, I, you, you mentioned real quickly uh, play caller. What, what did you think of Kurt Kubiak's uh, debut as play caller? You know, on the other side uh, of the, had the Bengals making some head-scratching plays on fourth down, but one worked, one didn't. What did you think of uh, of Clint Kubiak? I, I give him an incomplete because um, – I just don't know what you do when it's second and 20 and 24 and second and 26, when it's consistently in that situation. Um, you know, and the other thing is everything's going through Zimmer. Uh, he is not an independent coordinator. I would, uh, and that's, you know, maybe that's a good thing for Zimmer because he's trying to court. I mean, it probably might be too much for the plate for Zimmer uh, because he's got to also worry about, you know, making defensive changes between series. I don't know how he does that. Uh, he, obviously, he leans on, on Andre and and uh, Adam to do that. But um, Clint's not a Gary Kubiak. It's not his. He's not making all the calls. Uh, yeah, or he's he's going through a filter. Let's put it that way. It's probably a very fine fil filter. Uh, but no, I, I got to see uh, their play calling in a situation where it's not continually, you know, hopeless third down situations where you're just trying not to to get another sack strip whatever um so let's see how it works i don't know if it's going to be this week considering that pass rush that arizona has but um i just he was just so so up against uh, the situations that it's hard to judge him on, on this game i really that's the way i feel Mark, you're a podcast professional. What a segue. We're going to take a quick break here now for some ads and then come back and talk about that Cardinals game next week. And, uh, oh, my God, uh, won't be for the squeamish, I don't think. But anyway, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back with a Vikings territory and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Uh, Mark, I, I want to I do a little preview of next week's game where the Vikings go down. To, uh, is, yeah, I think they're in – Arizona, aren't they? Yeah, for, for the game. But before I do that, I mean, you mentioned Zimmer in the last segment, and you had a big story in the Star Tribune this past weekend uh, as a preview for the game. But you had to sit down with Zimmer. And I know, I know you, you do these quite often, kind of year to year. It's kind of something you do. And I, I just kind of wanted to ask you a few questions about that. First of all, where, where, did, where did you have – was this a Zoom? Was this a Zoom uh, interview that you had? No, we were actually were sitting on the, the little porch on the second floor outside his office. Uh, I'm a Tier 2 uh, media employee or media person that can go 
be in the media center and be at practice and everything, but apparently you can't go through the building or be in the in his office. So yeah, I was sitting outside outside he in Spielman's uh, um, office. So Spielman's on his computer. I felt like taking some uh, binoculars and looking over and seeing what he was emailing. I was gonna knock on the door says, uh, <laughs> and just see what he'd say. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, you know Zim was uh, I Zim is Zim. I mean, I think he's very candid and. I enjoy sitting down and talking to him. I think he's relaxed and he has a lot of nice, you know, a lot of good things to say to, uh, to say that uh, it's always good to, to share with the readers. Uh, you, you kind of do an annual chat uh, uh, season preview chat with him, but was he always this frontal? This, there were some, there were some juicy tidbits in this one that were, that the media has been chewing on. Uh, was he, was he always like, uh, upfront and kind of candid? I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, he's always, uh, you get an answer from him if you ask. I mean, podium Zim probably not. You don't get an answer. You definitely don't get an answer to injuries. Um, but or, or you may get faulty information on injuries. Whether not saying he does it on purpose, but uh, uh, from what he hears, uh, the, the tweet thing was it's, it's been haunting him for a year now with uh, Daniil Hunter. But yeah, I, I would say he's always been candid in those situations. Do you perceive him a little bit different this year than years past? I mean, you know, there's certainly a lot of talk about him in the offseason. Everybody says it's a big year for Zimmer. But is it, he seemed, at least in the interview, saying, you know, I, I'm going to be me and I'm going to do what I'm going to do and the heck with what anybody thinks of me. I don't really care, that kind of thing. Uh, is he, does he seem comfortable in his position and in his life right now? I think so. I think he's reached the age. He's 65 years old. He's a grandfather. He just bought another 100 acres at, at, home, at his ranch. He knows the, uh, well, I shouldn't say he knows the end's coming soon, but because I got this year and I got two more years on my contract and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to decide what to do as far as being a head coach. I think he'll want to be a consultant uh, or whatever. Uh, I think the difference I see now is that he's uh, defiant. You know, maybe more determined to, to uh, you know, Zimmer's always a competitive person, and he's always been determined, and he's always had that fire and that orneriness. But he's at a point now where, after last year, at this point last year, he was, or in the, in the summer last year, he was still saying, "I never had a bad defense." Well, he had a bad defense last year, and a lot of it was injuries, uh, but they were humiliated uh, on Christmas Eve, especially. And I think you're seeing a guy that's saying, "Hey, I'm still." one of the best coaches in the league and, and I'm, you know, we're going to prove it. Now I do think they have to prove it. You can't just say it. No. Uh, when he said, you know, if you can pull offensive coaches in this league, I'm still ahead of the curve. And he said, I'm not coaching for my job. Um, I feel like he, when he says that there's, there's two ways of looking at that. He doesn't feel any differently now that he's uh, coaching for his job. But I think Zimmer has always felt that he's, you know, there's pressure on a NFL head coach and you can't stack bad seasons together and expect to still be an NFL head coach. He's not stupid. I mean, we all know this. Um, you can call it a hot seat. You can call it whatever you want, but he can't, especially if they're healthy, he can't afford to miss the playoffs and have this team play the way it did in week one and just assume that he's going to be the head coach next year. I mean, that's, that's not knocking Zimmer. That's not, uh, criticizing Zimmer. That's just reality. That, I think Zimmer would tell you that. Anybody would tell you that. Yeah. Um, there, there was a line in there that 
tickled my fancy a little bit, and I'm sure a lot of other uh, Vikings fans were were uh, could feel it. You, you talked about him having a bad defense last year, and nothing nothing more demonstrated that more than Sean Payton run, running Alvin Kamara over him with six touchdowns and tying an NFL record. It, it, that didn't exactly sit so well as number when you asked him about it, did it? Yeah, because uh, if you remember that game, uh, you know, they were just embarrassed, humiliated. I know the Vikings offense was putting up some garbage, you know, they putting up numbers and stuff. Um, but there was no need for them to have Drew Brees throwing, I think, with two minutes left and setting up a sixth touchdown for Kamara, which tied a 91-year-old NFL record. And I asked Zimmer, I said, you know, hey, we always say this, you, you know, it's up to you to stop them. But – do you feel like your buddy, Sean, because they are friends, or at least they were friends, uh, do you think your buddy could have done you a solid and, and not embarrassed you? For it? He goes, well, because I wouldn't have done it to him. But he goes, if I get the chance, I goes, I, I will if I get the chance. Uh, so, yeah, that it, and there's, yeah, it's kind of a, it'd be, boy, wouldn't it be nice to see the uh, <laughs> see them back in the playoffs together after after the two ways that the Vikings beat them in the playoffs and then having, you know, what the, Saints did to the Vikings last year, and then having this Zimmer uh, Peyton thing would be kind of fun to see. Now, the, the Vikings got a long way to go to even, right. you even know, entertain the thoughts of the playoffs. I can't remember what movie it is, but uh, I, I remember this quote, and it, it's apt for that uh, uh, Zimmer's response about Peyton. There's a lot of buckshot in that response. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I wish I had video. I wish I had video of the look on his face when he set his eyes and said, I, I will if I get the chance, you know. Zimmer, lover him or hate him, you know, for me, that, that's someone who still has some fire in his belly, and I like to see that you want that in your head coach because, you know, as soon as they start getting comfortable and, and you know, are, are not out there grinding to, to, to win, then that's why I think then you have to start looking somewhere else. But as, as long as that guy is laying his guts out there each week and, and – and, and and take offense at something like that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with Zim. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I would say about Zim is that um, I love the fire, I love the orneriness, I love uh, everything like that. Um, I think the players do respect him, but um, we're they're at a point right now. They're at a teetering point where, uh, especially when you see just how sloppy they were on 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 in Cincinnati, is that you know, guy, there's a shelf life for all coaches, and it's uh, at, at with certain teams where maybe guys start to tune out. Um, and I, I'm not saying that that's the case with Zimmer, but if you start seeing five false starts every other game and and you see sloppy play, that's when you start saying, oh, you know, the coach is losing them. So, um, you know, I think Zimmer knows all these things, uh, but they got to – they need to turn turn things around. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if the, how they win this game on Sunday, but, you know, there's been situations where uh, – in fact, when they went to New Orleans and won that playoff game – uh, two years ago, I picked them only because it made no absolutely no sense that they would win that game. I said, this, this is going to be the NFL in a nutshell where nobody thinks they're going to win that game, and they won that game. Dear God, you just said they're, they're at a teetering point, and it's it's week two for crying out no, loud. No, I, I mean this season. This season. I understand it's a where Because, you know, Zimmer has, always, Zimmer has always followed up a, a you know, a bad, you know, bad season with a good season. Good season – it's so you can't have bad, bad, and uh, um, just. No, I agree with you. They are this, this, this loss to Cincinnati, which again they should have won, could have won, 
Aiden, since I was trying to give it back. A loss there on this schedule makes this one extremely huge. They got they've got three enough games coming up, and they better grab a couple here. And I don't know if they're you know if if it's the team that we saw last week. You know, we're not going to see too many. What are they going to do with the Cardinals? I mean, this is a team that shut down uh, a really good Titans team on the road, you know, and Kyler Murray going for four touchdowns. And, I mean, just the defensive alone with Chandler Jones and whoever else they got uh, rushing this this skittish offensive line. It, it's it's concerning for this Sunday. Well, and they, they held Derrick Henry to 58, I think 58 yards. So, you know, first of all, they, they – cannot be first and 15, second and 20, third and 26. I mean, that's it's not, over. That's it, not it. It's over. So what they need to do, obviously, is just, you know, Dalvin Cook, run the ball. Um, but, I, you know, even that's – that's uh, they couldn't do that in Cincinnati uh, when they would go up the middle. I think, you know, put Dalvin on the edges more uh, – don't run it just straight up the gut all the time. Um, you know, it's, they have to be in control. They've got to play a clean game. The, the, they got to be inside of five penalties. They got to be no turnovers. Um, the defense has to, you know, have a little more endurance. That run defense has to have more endurance in the second half. And maybe you you sneak and win out. But I I, I don't see it right now. You know. That that's just the key. They, they played this. The Vikings defense uh, faced off against a relatively immobile uh, Joe Burrow's last Sunday, and now thanks for ch- chiming in, Daisy. Uh, now we're, they're going to face Kyle Murray, who can get out of that pocket so quickly, has his shifty moves as uh, Lamar Jackson that we saw last night, and uh, that's trouble. That's trouble for this team. I mean, the defense is probably, you know, they got to, they got to pull it together real quick and they got somebody out, a different kind of uh, skill set to, to play against. And so that they, they better just quickly. Right? They're, they're going to be embarrassed. Daisy doesn't like that commentary. No, she does. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's obvious. It's so obvious that, uh, you know, the Vikings will probably win the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that's what we're all for. Anyway, and I, yeah, and I remember it's in uh, whenever uh, Bradford got hurt, and uh, and that's what seventeen opener, and uh, you know they were all on the ledge, and they were going to Pittsburgh. Uh, after that, to Pittsburgh, and Case Keenum, they lost. Uh, then it was like it's over, it's over, it's over. It's like don't you want to like try? Don't you want to like at least try? It's not even the end of September, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't give up hope or anything, but you know the. It's it's not looking. It's a it's a tough row ahead of them. But Kellen uh, Mond, Kellen, yeah, yeah. Kellen Mond is about as ready to play quarterback as you are right now in the NFL. So. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take another break for for an ad or two, and and I'll let you listen to those, and then we'll come back. And uh, well, on the other side, uh, Mark's going to take a look at what we saw in the NFL this Sunday as the NFL insider. So we got there's there's plenty of talk about that's not completely purple related so we'll do that come on back and then we're back uh hope you are too uh uh vikings territory breakdown with mark craig from the star tribune and boy we saw some uh some interesting games you know week one is always it's always you know we'll throw you some curves but i i think it really threw you a curve mark because <laughs> i think if if i go back correctly both in print 
And on the show, we have a Packers Super Bowl champion prediction from you. And it, did you did you like your squad that you're behind for for the hoist the Lombardi? Did you like what you saw from them last Sunday? Uh, yeah, it's uh, very impressive. I had to laugh. I got an email. Got an email from, from a arena that started off real complimentary. The headline: Thank you, Mr. Craig. And then he went on to say, "Hey, I made a lot of money off you. Let made I read your picks. I made a lot of money this weekend picking. I just took wh whoever you picked and I picked the other team. <laughs> I think I went. I went eight and eight, just picking straight up winners. Um, who the Packers? Uh, for them to, to to get beat by thirty five points uh, in Jacksonville in a pro Packer crowd." Um, Aaron Rodgers throws two interceptions in one game. Uh, he threw five all of last year. Uh, Jameis Winston throwing five touchdown passes. I, I have no idea where that came from. I'm looking forward to like watching it back, uh, just um, and seeing for myself what happened. But uh, wow, uh, someone was yeah, I think asked uh, Lafleur. Uh, yesterday whether the, the offseason drama leaked into the re regular season for uh, Rodgers and of course he dismissed it um, but wow that, that was as bad that was that was the biggest surprise to me I think the biggest surprise to anybody uh, in the NFL was just um, I mean the Saints were gonna be a good team I thought but I thought Winston would you know not be I thought it would be old Winston right now Sean Payton's looking like a genius or or for what he's uh, transformed for in, through week one and to beat that opponent. Um, pretty amazing, especially with all they're going through, having to play games on the road and, uh, or neutral sites. Um, wow, that was, uh, was a shocker. Yeah, I, I feel bad for all those Jeopardy fans that saw their hero, Aaron Rodgers, get uh, so embarrassed on that game. It, it, there's nothing better than some of the close-ups on his face. He's just Quizzical is me after I hit my drive uh, this far right uh, hole after hole. But um, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot that happened. I mean, you know, we saw Mike Hughes, uh, former Viking, make a pick to ice the game with the Chiefs over the Browns, which was a really, really entertaining game. Um, the Finns beat the Pats. When's the last time you can say that? Uh, uh, last night was, you know, everybody's buzz about what happened last night. The last five minutes of that game was just crazy. But uh, what else did you see out there? What, 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 uh, what, what's of interest to you that happened Sunday? Well, you know, last night was my upset special because of the fans. Uh, now there were five home teams that were favored that lost, which surprised me because of the way uh, the fans impact the games. Um, the Ravens being favored last night on the road in Vegas for the first game in Vegas. That crowd was amazing. Um, I thought the Raiders would win, uh, and they did. Um, one of my one of my few triumphs. Uh, you know, I like uh, Matthew Stafford. I think that the Bears helped prove the Rams right about Matthew Stafford and wanting the deep ball um, to replace Goff. Uh, he was he had a perfect passer rating on balls thrown ten yards or further down the line. Uh, and uh, three touchdowns over 200 yards. Um, the Rams look fantastic. Uh, they look every bit of what they want to be if they're going to be a team that wins Super Bowl in their home stadium. The Cardinals doing what they did to um, <clears throat> to the Titans in Tennessee. You know, holding uh, Henry to 58 yards, and 
and Kyler Murray, Murray looking great, and obviously Chandler, Chandler Jones looking fantastic, getting five sacks. J.J. Watt on the other side had some hurries and some hits. Um, yeah, that was uh, very uh, might be the second most impressive win. Um, you know, who else did we? Um, you know, Seattle, yeah, Seattle winning at Indianapolis. You know that Seattle's kind of like a well, the, the Seahawks are done. Uh, or Russell Wilson, where is he going to be next year? Uh, Pittsburgh winning in Buffalo might. I mean, that was one. I had four survivor picks. That was the only one I lost. And and from the minute I clicked the button on Pittsburgh, I didn't feel good about it. As an old Cleveland guy, I should know that Steelers when they're they're never really down. Um, but they they you know the defense is not done. Roethlisberger's not done. Uh, that's a big loss for the Bills. That's my other Super Bowl team. Uh, so I'm I'm zero and two on my Super Bowl teams. I told people, don't panic. You know, I'll, I'll be proven wrong. Just give it time, all right? Yes, you did. Uh, how much can can we really take from week one? I mean, I, I saw uh, someone brought up the point where the Bucks got blown out in the opening uh, game. Well, sure. Yeah. And, and and I understand that, you know, things are going to change. you, you got to get – especially in a season where there's only preseason, three preseason games and we're still limping out of COVID – Kind of, and it, it's 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 uh you know it, it's going to throw some wrenches in the cogs, but um, there there are some things that we can glean that uh, teams are uh, are, are going to be pretty good and maybe be able to sustain that. You think? Well, I mean, there's a couple of, off the top of my head. There's a couple of instances of the one year that the, one of the many years the Patriots won the Super Bowl. They they got beat by Buffalo thirty-one nothing in the opener. And they, ironically, they closed the season by beating Buffalo 31-0 and winning the Super Bowl. Cowboys, uh, the year, one of the years Emmitt Smith held out, started 0-2, they won the Super Bowl. Um, the year the Giants, remember the year, one of the years the Giants won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they, the Super Bowl with kind of two average teams that had really good defenses that got hot at the end of the season. Um, and they, they started 0-2, and I think they were down – 35 something to someone and turned it around and, and won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it, there's, I mean, no, there's no team that's out of it other than maybe right. Detroit. <laughs> Jack, uh, Urban, yeah. Meyer might, uh, Urban Meyer might last another two weeks uh, at this rate. Um, but, you know, most of the teams, and, and, I, and I would include the Vikings, you know, still, you know, they shouldn't be putting any white flags up the pole right now. They're in first place. They are in first place because, but with the tiebreaker, the conference tiebreaker, they lost to an AFC team. Everyone else lost to the NFC. So, I don't know what the problem is. Fires? Why would you fire Zimmer when he's in first place? Right. I mean, what we're going to see this weekend is a uh, if the season ended today is a playoff preview. It would be the Vikings hosting the the Cardinals in a in the wild card game because that's that's yeah. the way things have lined up. So. Yeah, you never can count. I mean, the Packers, the year Aaron Rodgers took uh, won the Super Bowl, they were uh, they were the the lowest seed of uh, wild card teams, and they and they got hot and went through. Right. So, so Steelers and Steelers and Steelers in two two thousand five had to win their last six games, I believe, to get the last seed or whatever or four games, whatever it was. They went on and won the Super Bowl. So yeah, it's. You know. Wouldn't it be ironic if Zimmer loses the game in Cincinnati and then runs the table? So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, it'd be a lot more things than ironic. Uh, he, he might prove some people wrong if he did that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be 
the, the beauty of the NFL, they get to tee it up again next weekend and, and, and see, you know, depending how that team comes in, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of the idea that emotion is such a, has so much to do with this league. I mean, you can be up as a team or down as a team. You can be, the, the differences between teams is not that great. So if you're not ready to play on Sunday, you're going to get your hat handed to us as, as Aaron Rodgers found out. I did have to say it again. Uh, um, so you know anything can happen. Zimmer could could go in there, and, and I think there were four. There was they opened as four point underdogs, and it's probably going to get worse as the season as the week goes on. But they can go in there and, and turn that around and beat a beat a Cardinals team that may be a little high on themselves. No, we can they better they better play clean. Uh, they better have a plan to help Rashad Hill that doesn't um, hamstring them too much, but. Uh, Whoa! I mean, that and that and that interior's got to like I don't know, play lower, guys, or do something. I mean, I've never seen NFL players get that consistently like knocked. I mean, the, lose the leverage battle. The, the center loses the leverage battle so much um, for a guy who's in a first round draft pick. It, it's it's got to end. I mean, it's. Uh, I think they can get the job done. Uh, well. He's got to get the job done. They need a new center next year. Um, yeah. Cleveland, I mean, these guys are just maybe it's their, whether they're tackles or whatever playing guard, but they need to not just get keep getting stood up and knocked back into their court. I, I think it's game planning. I think they on offense they need to have all four receivers out in patterns, just go five yards, turn around, and stand there and say, "Which one do you want to throw to, Kirk?" You know, because yeah. by that time, you know, get that ball out of there quick, or you're going to five. Sometimes five yards with that offensive line might be too deep. They might have to go four. <laughs> it's not a bad. That's a yes. Four yards and a and a quick check down. That's instead of a, four yards uh, and just ah throw it up in the air. Oh my God, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll be back here to talk about it next week. Hopefully, it's uh, better for the purple and and uh, you know if nothing else, just at least a better performance overall. This. This one was just not what we were looking for. But um, Mark, thanks for 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 stopping by with us again, and and, uh, and thank you. And we will uh, we'll check in next week. Uh, might be later in the week next week because I'm going to be out a little bit, but that's we'll, we'll figure that out. But regardless, um, thanks for listening, folks, and we'll see you again. And uh, as Joe would always say, "Skull, Joe, we need you this week, Skull." <laughs>